Artane Podcast. Hey, Ganger Artane. I'm here to tell you about ABM Conversations, hosted by Yag Ganesh, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. His podcast helps B2B marketers and sales professionals explore strategies, tactics, and real experiments to drive revenue, customer engagement, and retention. He recently had an episode that fits right into our customer success sweet spot about how to create personalized content experiences in B2B SaaS, something that you all should check out. So go listen to ABM Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Ganger Attain. And actually, some exciting news. Uh, we're in the midst of changing our podcast provider, podcast host, and uh, I'm, I'm almost there to the edge. So we can actually start releasing episodes again. So Oh, that would be great. Woo! Yeah. I, I, then I can get, then I can get Jay off my back, you know? <laughs> um, so Put me on the spot, man, welcome, welcome back to the episode no, of Ganger Attain. Jay just cut out. He was going to say something, but it's here. It's a lovely Wednesday. Christy, how are we feeling this week? One to 10 checking cool. in. Uh, I got to give a five. Sadly, we've got some, uh, of our team members over in the Ukraine, um, and so it's been a lot of time chatting with our, with our team and, and hearing their stories and what they're going through. And so it's been a, a very emotionally taxing week and it's only Wednesday, um, but just, you know, hard, hard week all around, I think for our teams, for our, our company as a whole, and then obviously for the world. So I'm the yeah. five. I would say, I would say I'm probably five or six as well. I think, um, I've never pressed refresh on my newsfeed more often than I have in the past week. It's just one of those things that, you know, you're drawn towards, I think. Um, but you know, I think it's nice, nice that we're, um, able to connect with other people who are doing similar or who are going through similar things and talking it out and getting through it together. So Jay, how are you checking in this week? One to 10. Um, one to 10 probably with y'all, I'd say, uh, maybe a six, six and a half, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, same as what you just said, and, and nowhere near as close as you all are, Christy, with with the team that you have there. And but um, certainly feeling a lot of empathy for our friends and our world. What I am what I am happy to see is literally the entire planet unifying around the Ukraine, and and I think it is the way it's being approached. I I don't want to get into political stuff because I'm actually not close enough to it to make a real intelligent comment on it but it seems to me that the way it's being approached is absolutely the right way to go about it um and i you know the russians ultimately are being isolated i i really feel badly for the russian people as well because i don't think this is what they want either so tons of empathy for what's for everyone involved um and hopefully um it ends quickly yeah i think that's everyone's hope Yes. There's not a great segue to segue. So we're just going to segue. And right. I said the segue four times in one sentence. Impressive. All right. So Christy, you brought up a, a good thread from uh, one of our friends and Gengar Artane members and somebody who provides a lot of value to the community at large and Sarah Bacino. And she had uh, a fun, fun thread yesterday of, you know, you have 20 minutes in front of your entire company. I don't know if the situation is real or not. I actually think it might be real because I tend to do this too. Like in a situation where I'm like, oh no, I have 20 minutes in front of the company. What do I do? But she, you know, Sarah was basically asking, hey, we've got, I have 20 minutes in front of the entire company and, you know, to talk about customer success, what do you do? What are some of the um, ideas or thoughts that you come with? 
And uh, Christy, maybe talk through what you were you were thinking as you uh, dropped a comment in there and how you would approach it. Yeah. So, I mean, I love this question. And I think a lot of us do get um, an opportunity to present to the company if you're a CS leader. Hopefully it's not just one time. Hopefully it happens more often than not. But for me, it was like, if you've got the whole company and they're, they're here to kind of hear what's going on in customer success, what I proposed was bring a customer success story and a customer failure story. It doesn't need to be a customer who's churned, but maybe a customer who's not doing well um, and highlight how the teams across the business have contributed to each outcome. Um, I think that people connect to stories uh, and I think that that's been proven, right? So I want to be able to talk to our engineering team, our marketing team, our finance team, right? And have everybody understand how they're contributing to what's happening with these customers, good or bad. And I felt that through storytelling, people might connect to it a little bit better. Obviously, you can include metrics and some ROI there. But the idea there was to paint a picture and to help everyone understand and internalize their direct connection and their correlation and what they do every day to what's happening in that scenario. So that was my proposal, a success story, a failure story, um, have a rich narrative there and be able to bring everybody along. What would you do ahead of time to make sure that you could get the right story for the failure story or the success story, right? Like everybody wants to take all the credit. Nobody wants to take any of the blame, right? So how, how would you ahead of time make sure that you know, in that moment you're not presenting and then you have a salesperson, you know, you might say, oh, you know, uh, maybe it wasn't the perfect, you know, fit customer, or maybe, you know, we oversold them on licenses. And then how do you make sure that you don't have the sales rep saying, oh, oh that's not true. And then you start to get into this debate in public, right? How, how do you kind of go about preparing for that to make sure that everyone, you know, agrees with the stories, they're on the same page? How would you think about approaching that? Well, one, you have to prepare. Um, I wouldn't wing it. This isn't something where you go in with a a piece of information. Um, so I would make sure that I select two stories that I've got the ability to fully scope, right? Like spend some time with the CS team, really unpack the situation, whether it's going, if, if there's been support issues contributing to the failure, right? Like unpack what's been going in, how many tickets, what's our response rate, right? What are the threads of conversation? If the product's not working, have we just had a, a numerous amounts of bugs that have prohibited the customer from you know doing the work that they need to do with the solution. So really dive deep to figure out all the contributing factors and teams that play a role in that. And I think I would start by disarming the audience, right? This isn't about finger pointing. This is about learning and growing and getting better as an organization. And we all contribute in some way to the customers that are extremely successful and unfortunately to the customers that sometimes are not. And so I think it's coming in in a very disarming way to talk about this is an opportunity for us to learn. And obviously we can have conversation if the forum promoted or uh, provided an opportunity to do so, but we can take things and debates offline. But I think if you come prepared with enough of the correct information and present it in a way that isn't in a, not finger pointing, right. But just like presenting facts. I think people can't debate facts. We recently had one of these kind of things. Um, and we, so, so I, what I would recommend relative to that is actually getting the the person or who's responsible for that other area, if it's support, if it's engineering, if it's sales, if it's marketing, like whatever it is, get them to co-present it with you and own it with you. That way you're showing sort of a, a unified front. And, and what I'd also say is that, yeah, it's okay to, things are going to go wrong and they do go wrong every day. But what the team likes to hear is, okay, what are we doing about that in the future? So how, how are we implementing new 
approaches or changing the way we behave so that that doesn't happen anymore, whatever the thing was. And I think that's really helpful to share. So I, I would just, I would say like, don't, don't feel like you have to go it alone because a lot of times customer success can end up like the, the team without a country, right? Because they're the ones on the hook with a customer and there may be role issues, which we talk about a lot. Clarity there might be lacking. And so who are these people coming out of left field saying, well, you know, things didn't go well. So anyway, I, I would say, you know, partner with, with your team members, your peers to, to tell the, the story fully and what you're doing to re resolve it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think one, I think, go ahead. I was going to say one of my first thoughts when I saw this question too, is that I think everybody's natural instinct might've been to jump to metrics, like presenting like, Oh yeah. What are, what's retention, you know, what's renewal. Um, and I think you'd probably lose the audience back to your point, Christy. Like, I think you have to think about, you know, however many people you have, like think about the different roles that people play, right? Like, engineering, like you said, finance, you've got marketing, you have sales, you have, you have so many different disciplines that if you just jumped into the numbers, you're probably going to lose half the audience. You're going to have to almost like over-educate, right? Because you don't know everybody's education level on a, on a SaaS business. So if you start with, you know, the basics of like what even ARR is, and then, you know, how do you get to a renewal and then retention rate? Like, it just seems like somebody's natural instinct is like, I have 20 minutes. I have to describe how we're impacting that metric. And um, I, almost like think that's the opposite direction to go. I think you have to avoid, I think you have to minimally talk about some of those key metrics um, and leave that for like a later time. Cause I think you're right. The story is what's going to resonate. You have to draw people in and you have to figure out how do you keep them engaged throughout the conversation as well. Um, and I liked your point. You almost could go and talk about how like different ways that each team impacted something, right? That was the other thing I was thinking about. So you mentioned a success story and a failure story. One thing I was thinking about is a story about how each team has impact. So like you almost like draw a life cycle out and you kind of talk about how each team has impacted in some case, right? Oh, we developed this feature. It impacted this customer in this way. Oh, we sold a deal uh, that was perfect. And here's how that Here's how that went. So that's another way that I would think about approaching it. 20 minutes might be a little short for that type of thing. Cause you have so many teams that you probably want to get in there. But um, I think, I guess in my mind, avoid metrics to, uh, I, I agree with that over subscribing. I agree with that totally. We, we used to, we have these things we call a six box. It's basically like a, a roll up of what's happening in the business at like a headline level. We use it for our internal operational reporting. We use it for our board. We use it for a lot of different things. Uh, we can share a template of that. Actually, it might not be a bad thing to, to I share. I wrote out. that down. I was going to ask you after this to send me your six box. Yeah. Um, it's cool. And, and what we used to do in our town hall meetings is present six boxes and it has some metrics on there. It has what's working, what's not working. And people just glaze over like the, to your point, Jeff, like the amount of education you have to do on metrics to get, to help people understand them. Like it was interesting. I think we had a question that came up after our town hall last week. Like what's the difference between renewal and retention rate? Like, and that's a legitimate question. A lot of people you know, in a SaaS company aren't exposed enough to the business to know the difference between those two things. And so you're right, Jeff, there's a lot of education. Anecdotally, whenever I post on LinkedIn, something that has to do with statistics or metrics, it's like mediocre acceptance or, you know, or, or interest in that kind of stuff um, too. So I just, I think people to your point, like they, they want something that pulls at their, at their heartstrings instead of like the cold, hard math. Yeah. Yeah. Of what we do. What's um, Jay, what's, what's your idea? If you had 20 minutes, is it, is it different from Christie's? Would you? 
No, I mean, it's along the same. It's along the same lines. I I actually added a comment this morning to this post. It's a good post. A good question. Um, I said, don't don't present. Bring a bring a successful customer in and have them do the presenting and tell them why they're successful. I think the big thing there is for the company to understand that usually it's not your product alone or your customer success team or your support team or your implementation team that makes the customer successful. The customer is doing a lot in their own world to build a strategy around whatever your product does, right? We sell our, ours is community, right? Christie's is customer success platforms. You have to have a community strategy that you're executing, which is not really a technology thing initially, right? And technology enables that. You have to have a customer success strategy. That's what the technology enables. It doesn't come up with a strategy, right, Christine? Now, your, your product does have some cool strategic stuff in it too. But the point is like, you know, get a feel for the customer's whole world. And the more we can put that in front of the entire company, I think the better everybody is for it. And it's not just being relayed like a telephone game through the CS team or the CS leader. Yeah, I think that's... We've, we've done that before too, right? Where you kind of brought yeah. in a customer, interviewed them, had some, some questions. Um, and I think one of the things that I've learned through that experience is that going back to a point Christy made is you also have to figure out how to get somebody like that, a customer who's probably somebody, a customer who is probably also guarded, right? They're coming into an organization of like 400 people. They don't want to nobody ever really wants to say anything bad. Right. So when we, even when you ask questions, the tough <laughs> questions like, Hey, what's something that didn't go right? Like they're still even nice about it. So I think you have to figure out a way to get them off, um, get them off of that. Like get them feeling more comfortable. Like you said, I think you were mentioning this earlier, Christy, of just like, um, you know, kind of setting the context for the room and, and trying to make sure that, Hey, we can, we can actually open up here. This isn't recorded. It's not something that we're going to, you know, kind of keep in all eternity. Like this, this actually is going to be helpful dialogue for us when we hear the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak. So um, I think just trying to find a way to disarm them uh, at the beginning. And I'm really getting really excited uh, for us to restart that series here coming up in, uh, in March. <laughs> and that'll be a, a monthly series that we run um, with, with our customers here at Higher Logic. Getting your business running in ship shape isn't as easy as clicking a button, but it is as easy as implementing a CRM platform that's purpose-built for you and your business. Other CRMs can be cobbled together from disparate systems, but HubSpot is carefully crafted in-house for enterprise or scaling businesses alike. Its suite of operations and sales tools work together seamlessly so you and your team can focus on optimizing the customer experience. For all my ops folks out there, the Sandbox feature lets you test and iterate workflows, web pages, and integrations before going live so your customer user flow is perfected before it gets into production. For the sales teams, team email lets you turn customer emails into tickets or send them straight into your shared inbox, keeping everyone on your team in the know at all times. Learn how to grow better by connecting your people, your customers, and your business at HubSpot.com. That is awesome. I'm excited about it too. All right. Let me ask, let's, let's ask the inverse. So like, what are ways that organizations can really fail in doing this, right? You've got 20 minutes. What are like the do not do's if you've got 20 minutes to present to your company on customer success? Hmm. Hmm. I think I mentioned the one earlier. So met, I would avoid metrics. I think that would, that would get you into a place where, you know, you're, you're down a slippery slope or, you know, you're kind of losing the audience. Um, I think one of the things that we mentioned earlier too, is that I think you have to figure out a way, I think you have to figure out a way to make it engaging, 
but also not take away conversation, right? You can't, you can't invite people to basically create a discussion over top of what you're trying to do, right? Because then it takes away, you only have 20 minutes. Now all of a sudden you're in a debate about, you know, what went wrong, what, what went right. So I think you have to, how can you make the story engaging and make sure people are like cued in, but how do you also make sure that nobody jumps in with a question or something that throws you off kilter, throws the whole thing off where then you're, you're also down like a rabbit hole. Um, those are two things that I think about avoiding metrics and avoiding, avoiding the, the rabbit hole of either questions or like debates that start overtaking your conversation. What do you think, Christy? I don't have an answer on that. I'm still thinking. Okay. Well, that's I, mean, I like Jeff. Right. So that's why you don't have experience. Doing <laughs> yeah, it wrong. yeah, exactly. It. I don't know the wrong way to do anything. Uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you my, my uh, example here. I think like getting too tactical on like the intricacies of the work yeah. that the team is doing. Like we executed eight playbooks, uh, focus on this, or we did the, we had these EBRs with these customers, right? Like I think talking about the tactics and the semantics of the work that the team is doing in the weeds you lose people too, right? Because there's yeah. no core, it's almost the same as metrics, right? There's just no correlation. Like people don't understand how that connects to the work that they're doing. And I think that's that's the big thing, right? Is if you have the entire company's ear, people need to be pulled in. They need to understand the impact that their work is having on the customers. And I always think about, you know, folks that are three, four, five steps away from the customer, right? In interaction and engaging with them. And sometimes the work they're doing is not obvious to them how it impacts them. So I think if you're talking about these tactical things from a customer success standpoint, you're losing 90% of the, the audience, right? So yep. like I would avoid going down a tactical rabbit hole of like, here's the things that we did, or even um, another one, I, uh, this is just a me thing, but I would stay away from even just talking through OKRs, right? That's usually um, for me, like if I'm a leader and I've got OKRs for me and the team, right? As a supporting role up there, the rest of the organization might not have any relation to those things. Um, it might not be impactful to them. They don't understand how your goals and the work that they're doing work together. So I'd also probably avoid just presenting back on how you're tracking on things like that. Well, you know, what would be interesting <clears throat> with regard to OKRs. First of all, um, the thing I thought of while you were talking, Christy, is like, also don't, don't assume that it's because of one team's efforts that a customer outcome was good, sort of back what I was saying earlier. Okay. But a lot of times I think we, we tend to take too much credit for things that go well, that are just sort of more chance than, than we might think. Ed Powers talks about that a lot, which I think is interesting. There's a whole other episode on that, I think, but, um, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. OKRs. So it, it depends on what level the OKR is, because if you have an OKR that talks about customer outcomes, as opposed to like, we're trying to get customers to um, you know, achieve, I'm going to go with a customer success platform example. You know, we want our customers to have a 90% plus gross retention rate across the board. Like how well are they doing? Right. And how are we enabling them to do that in your case? So if you have an OKR like that, that's a really a, a customer OKR and it, and it binds everything together. I think that's cool to talk about. And you could then talk about some of the measurables underneath that, that say, okay, well, what are the leading activities that we're doing how do we measure those? Like, these are the kind of things that we're looking for to make sure that, that that's happening. If you could pivot it that way, but if it's like, Hey, we need to solve, you know, more support cases and the OKR is to have a better customer support experience. That's really still inward focused, right? It's about our experience that we provide to the customer. It's not really about the customer's outcome. It's about a mean, that's a means to an end. So 
that's another thing that came to mind there on the OKR bit. If you can get external instead of internal, that's interesting. One, one other thing I was just thinking about to take this kind of idea, right, is also how do you, how do you get your customer success team to be presenting regularly, to get more comfortable talking in these types of settings, to understand how to show these types of stories? You know, one thing we used to do at an old company of mine was um, we used to have a monthly meeting where it was just solely for us to present. So you'd come in and you'd have a one page slide and you'd have to basically build out a story of like one customer in your portfolio who's doing something well, doing something poorly. You'd have to present basically the business case, right? The business, the um, like a, a QBR, internal QBR. And um, it was just an opportunity for us to present in a group of our peers, but it was a way for us to hone skills, think about the right storylines. How do you architect that? Um, what metrics matter? You know, all these kinds of things that I felt like also helped develop our team. So I don't know, Christy, is there anything that you all do, you know, with your CSM, CSMs kind of internally or externally that, you know, you're trying to get them to present in those types of settings to architect those stories? How do, how do you help them hone, the, hone those types of skills? So yeah, for a while, um, and we've had a lot of transition on our team. So we, we moved away from this, but we're moving back to it at the end of March. Um, our town hall, we used to have a customer highlight slide. And it would be, we kind of had it on like a round robin. So every week, a different CSM would pick one of their customers to talk about. And we would lead in with things like the customer, like our main points of context, like their photos, like who they are. We try to make them like feel like real people who are trying to solve things. We talk a little bit about their story, but we would give the floor to the CSM to tell that story, right? And we would highlight what's going well, what's not going well what value the customer is getting from the platform and like, how do we enhance their experience or the partnership? And, you know, it could be, Hey, it would be great if we could do this from the product or it'd be awesome if Dave went and met with somebody in person, right? Like, so maybe from a relationship standpoint. So we would talk about the things that we're doing well and then the areas of opportunity. And we would never talk about it in the sense of like things we're doing poorly, but what things can we be doing better? And that could be from any team in the organization, right? Like, hey, it would be great if we delayed sending invoices 30 days uh, from when the contract is signed so the customer is getting a little value from it before we go and ask for money, right? Like that could be an area to optimize the experience for our customers. And that would be a finance thing, right? So we were never really um, focused on just what can our team do better, but like as a company, what are things that we can do to enhance this particular customer's experience? But we try to do it while also humanizing them, right? It's not it's not the company name we were highlighting. It was like, the company name was there. Yes, they're the partner, but we would really emphasize the people that we were working with. And we would talk about who they are and the role in the organization and what they're trying to achieve and why they are our partner or champion or detractor, right? Like why they're happy or not happy and really bring them to life through the storytelling. And that's how we would give the CSMs the opportunity to do that. I might steal that. I can send admin. you the slide. If you send me your six box slide, I'll send you my customer highlight slide. Check your inbox. Um, it's already <laughs> in there. But I, I like that idea though, because well, especially in the, the role and the things that we're working on now in advocacy, right? That would be such a great way for us to come talk about those types of people internally, right? Get the CSM on board, Jay, um, you know, get yep. us and, and kind of come present to the customer organization and say, hey, you know, Christy Falteruso is a champion of ours. And um, you know, here we want to highlight some of the things that she's doing in the platform from the CSM perspective and what they're achieving. What is she doing for us from advocacy? We can talk about that, you know, and the, the acts that she's doing on our behalf, but that could be a great way. I think just like you said, Christy, I don't know, it just triggered it in my mind. It's just focusing on the person, right? Like 
hey, let's just tell the story about the person. The company is is kind of a bystander. You know, it's just there. But uh, if you focus on the person, then we can get people internally to connect to that and start saying, oh, how can I get my, how can I get other people to be an advocate? How can I get them to be highlighted here? Like, this is a great way. Then you could probably even turn that slide around and send it to that person and say, hey, we talked about we you do. today. We internally. share it with our customer to let them know that they've been highlighted and to make sure that we're also the voice of the customer, right? Because it's also going to talk a little bit about things that they would like for us to be doing on their behalf to support them. Um, so we, we do share it with our customer, let them know that we're telling their story and highlighting them internally. That's cool. I like that a lot. That's very hey, cool. Can I say one thing? So I know you had a post a while back that talked about customers for life and it not being the logo, but the person, right? Yeah. And this is like going into second order revenue and like these, these broader, bigger advocates. Um, and I think this dovetails into supporting totally. that mantra. I was thinking right, the same thing. For life. So I remember your post yep. vividly. And I just, I think, I think about approaching it the same way. It's right. Like how do you build those champions and then they become that customer for life? It's not about the brand yep. necessarily. It's about the person. Yep. We, we have, we have people in our ecosystem that are currently out there. They've switched jobs or they're switching jobs and we're like, great. Awesome. Can't wait till they land because they are a customer for life and they're going to be coming to us first when they do land. Now, the flip side of that is you got to make sure that you've got enough stakeholders behind them in the organizations that they leave behind. Yes. <laughs> so that the company <laughs> Which is always can, a little can, tricky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, I, I, I love the idea that you just or what you talked about in your town halls, there, there's a lot of benefit to doing it that way too, where you basically, you present a persona, a person in a role that you care about um, and tell their story because then you don't have to necessarily put them on the hook for going to speak in front of the entire company, which is something that some people might like, but some people might not. Um, I really like that approach. We should, we should definitely steal that. Yeah. Go get my slide after this recording. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I just sent you ours in the middle of this recording, you know, no big deal. I'm trying to can't. stay present and engaged <laughs> and an active listener while my, my friends and peers are talking, Jeff. So I'm not distracted by my email and probably Slack and other things. So Fair enough. I, if I didn't do it right then though, I was going to forget. So I had to, I had to, to get it to you. I just pulled it up. Um, here's, here's another question that um, I just wanted to, to go down as well and think about this whole angle of, you know, she was talking about reporting or kind of what, how are you going to present internally to the company? We talked about maybe how some CSMs can get, what other, like, what are other operational meetings or things that you all have in place now that you think have been critical to success for your, your parts of the business? Are there things that you just, you're like, man, you know, we implemented this pipeline meeting and it, it, you know, changed everything or, Hey, we implemented this support ticket review meeting with our teams and it, it changed everything. Like, is there anything right now that you all feel like from an operational perspective internally, you're like, man, this is really just something that has hit the nail on the head for our teams at this moment. Anything stand out in terms of just. And are you asking that through the lens of like people getting an opportunity to, to speak up? And I think, I think more so just help, like, are there, are there meetings or, or things that you've noticed that are helping to drive outcomes that, you know, your team has to achieve? Like, are there, you know, meetings that are helping us drive a better gross retention or improve our onboarding CSAT score or, you know, improve support um, CSAT or, you know, ticket to resolve. Is there, are there, are there meetings or things that you've, you, where you've brought people together regularly where you're like, man, that really helped us to move that metric forward. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll name a couple. I'm curious what Christy's got too, but 
Um, and one of them, I definitely cannot take any credit for, but one of our teams, so we have, we have product success teams and product success teams internally are cross-functional groups of folks who work on the same product. And so that might be CSMs it's support could even be salespeople, marketing, um, implementation is part, part of these discussions. We do it every week for one of these products. And basically it's a chance for everybody to come together, get on the same page. What are the key support issues that are impacting us? Um, what are the, you know, what are the implementations in flight, the key accounts that we're keeping an eye on the things that are at risk of falling off. And it's every, it's a chance for everybody to collaborate. We schedule an hour for these things. They have an agenda. It's like, uh, support issues, it's, um, implementation. And then it's any, you know, upcoming, you know, product and product releases and that kind of thing. So it's pretty structured agenda, but it's, but it's light and it's fun. It never lasts an hour either, which is really cool. Um, so that's one as a, as a company gets bigger, it gets harder and harder to do that. Right. Because everything gets into silos and you, you start realizing that, okay, we can't have 50 people on this call every week. It just doesn't make sense anymore. It's a free for all it's chaos. Um, but then you can maybe narrow that down to some leads and that kind of thing, just to, to make sure that it's manageable. Um, the other one that we do is a pipeline review for renewals. Um, and really we're pivoting that more to a customer health review. And we recently had to change the structure of that because we got to the point where we had 50 people in a call and it's like, okay, well, that's not productive anymore. This was meant to be collaborative and really, you know, um, structured as a discussion and a, and a brainstorming session. So we actually split them up into smaller groups and we're, we're doing that now on a, we do it semi-monthly, but those have been really helpful in driving visibility into the renewal, uh, the upcoming renewal pipeline. So there's two for us. I don't know that my two are that different. So we do uh, a customer health review meeting. Um, and so that's, we do this intentionally on the day that we do it. So we do this on Tuesday. We usually are looking at customers who are less healthy and we devise get well plans, but we do it collaboratively. The idea here isn't to shine a light on any buddy or make anyone feel like this is their failure, but more, how do we rally around and how do we bring in the right people from across the organization to help get this customer into a better place. So we make sure that we've got executive presence, we've got folks from support and product leadership uh, and so on to make sure that they're a part of it. And the ask always from the CSM is, I always tell them, I'm like, what can the folks on this call do to help you get this customer to a better place? And they are to delegate work to everybody who's there, right? It could be, hey, support, I need you to go resolve those three tickets that have been outstanding for the past two weeks. If we don't get that resolved, right? Like this customer is getting frustrated. So maybe it's a to-do for our support leader. It could be for me and Dave. Hey, Chrissy, Dave, can you guys go reach out to their executive sponsor? Let's get a call with them to do some like pulse check on, on how can we lean in and be better partners to them? Could be product. Hey, listen, where is this on the roadmap? I need clarity around it. Or this isn't on the roadmap right now. Is this something that would fit into a sprint or something we can address, right? So it's really for them to feel like they own this and they're delegating work out to all of us. Like we are yeah. truly there to support them. So that's how we run the meeting. Um, we've got a report that's generated in client success. So we know which accounts we're talking about each week and everyone gets some visibility there and a place to talk. And we found that that's really collaborative and it, and it removes this feeling of, oh, risk accounts, my fault, spotlight, this is bad. And more like our job here is to make sure our customers are successful as a company. What can we yep. all do to get there? 
So that's one meeting we have found really helpful. And I, I expect everyone to contribute and collaborate, right? I don't have all the answers. If a CSM has worked on another customer where they've done something to address a similar issue and they've been successful, they should be leaning in and giving advice as well, right? Like, hey, I tried this with this customer and that seemed to work, right? What, have you tried this? Is this something you think your customer would be receptive to? So it is really like a brainstorming collaborative conversation. We are small enough right now for that to work in the format that we're doing. Um, and the second, to Jay's point, we do, uh, a, we do a renewals meeting that following day. So we do risk on Tuesday, renewals on Wednesday. So we've already got some information about these risky accounts as it pertains to the renewal that's coming up. And we basically are running down at 120 days, making sure that we've got forecasts update. We understand where we are following MedPick as a process and making sure that we've got the right information, the right folks involved, we're asking the right questions, and we've got clarity on the customer's intention on whether or not they're going to continue the partnership. Yeah, I like those. Good. Uh, those both those both stand out, and I think are good examples of of people to give people out there about you know how you can turn those operational meetings into something that are actionable. Like you said, make them collaborative. I don't know. In some cases, I feel like people are probably out there saying, "Oh, I'm in meetings that have like 50 people right now, and they're not productive." And so, um, some good well, examples. Jay's point, right? Size matters. It is hard to have a collaborative discussion, but don't give me eyes. Um, <laughs> it is hard to have a conversation when there's that many folks on the call. Um, so I, maybe even breaking it down, right? If you've got customer success teams that are focused on certain segments of your customer, maybe you're doing it by segments or you're breaking down into smaller cohorts. Um, it doesn't need to be the whole team. Maybe it's, you know, breaking that down into smaller groups where it makes sense. Yep. That sounds like a whole episode to me that we should dig into because I'd love to hear more about how y'all do your, your health meetings. Yeah. Maybe we can learn a few things. Yeah, that's, that. a, that's a fun one. And we just started doing that uh, the beginning of this year once we got all of our new CSMs in place and all the books redistributed. And like I said, I, I think at every meeting, someone's taking something away. Even if their account isn't on that list, there's something that they could be doing differently or better with the customers that they're supporting. Yeah. I think uh, just one one last thing on that, I know we're running out of time, but the it really is important that we make our CSM teams feel like we're there to support them. And in, uh, we say the same thing. It's like, just like you're closest to the account. You tell me what you need right now. If you're, if you're not making an introduction to an executive or you're not getting the right teams internally evolved, like we may give you that feedback, like, Hey, like you need to be using us here. Right. If, if you don't, if you've never done that before, it might feel uncomfortable, but it's so important to, to give them that safety, that place that they can say, Hey, I need someone else to step in and help me and for them to recognize that they need that. So really key topic, really key point. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we hit on a bunch of topics around how you can use 20 minutes internally with your organization. We hit on, you know, some ways that you can get CSMs up and talking and interactive and engaged in some meetings, and then just hit on a couple of operational pieces you all have in place. So I think it was a good one. Some good, good actionable pieces in there. Cool. Appreciate the time. Right. We'll do it again next week. See you next week. All right. Bye. Hey everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. 
Um, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.